welcome to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. I'm your average runner, chasing some big distances and learning a lot along the way. Welcome back to Chasing Barefoot Ultra, where we talk all things running, mindset, and really tuning into your body. Today, what I wanted to talk about was winter running and how to stay motivated when the temperatures drop. One of the things that I really love about running in the winter is that I get to see some incredible sunrises without having to get up at a ridiculous hour. Winter also tends to be just a little quieter out and I really enjoy just being out there in a different season. Winter running does tend to feel a bit slower. I think it's partially because just of the conditions, everything's a little bit more slick Everything's colder, muscles are colder and take longer to warm up. But I always feel like when I'm out there running in cold weather, that it's going to really help me come the spring and summer season. So I like to remind myself of that when I go out and it's, you know, minus 15 and I'm freezing for the first bit. I always think that this is going to help make me stronger come next year. And I just has a different feeling at the end of a run when you come in after the cold. Running in winter really does mean you need to have proper gear and to have a way to stay warm, but not too warm. It's a fine line in finding that balance to make sure that you're not sweating too bad underneath all those layers, because if you do, you're going to end up getting chilled. But you also want to make sure you're warm enough and that your legs aren't going numb. When I first started kind of getting back into it, I had these leggings that were lined, but they didn't break the wind. And I went out on a fairly cold day. I think it was minus 12 or minus 13. And my legs were frozen. All I could think about for a majority of that run was how good a hot cup of coffee was going to be and the blanket I was going to curl under when I got back home. So it's definitely a good idea to invest in the proper gear. What I really like on my legs is lined leggings that have a windbreaker on the front, but they're breathable on the back. So it lets the heat escape and you don't get that chill from being, you know, sweating too much. This year, I'm excited to be able to do a little bit more with my feet after I've switched shoes to the Zero Barefoot instead of the Vibram. I'm probably going to end up taping over the toe just to keep some of the airflow away from my feet. Um, But usually it's just a thin wool sock on my foot and I've stayed fairly warm. On top is layers. And the best thing to do is go as many layers as you can or as necessary. And then you can shed them as you warm up. Because again, you don't want to be getting too hot when you're out there. So I'll go with a thin wool on the base layer and then usually a t-shirt or something on top a vest and then a windbreaker or a raincoat on top depending how cold it is just something to keep the wind off of me the top layer really depends on just what it's doing outside how cold it is if it's snowing if it's a dry snow or wet snow and then i'll just base it accordingly 
I also always have a buff, at least one, usually one around my neck that I can pull up over my face when it's really cold. Um, the cold air will tend to bother my throat a little bit. So if I just pull the buff up, helps warm the air before it goes down and then it's a little bit more comfortable. I also will have usually a buff over my ears and then if it's really cold, I'll put a toque on top of that. I find the buff just stays a little tighter and keeps the wind out of my ears, so I will still wear that even with a toque on top. If it's really snowing or kind of a wet snow, then I'll put a hat on instead and have the buff up and over top of that. Usually when it's snowing, it's not super cold. So even in those temperatures, I wouldn't necessarily want to have a toque on, but the hat just helps to keep things off of your face and to keep a little bit drier. I also almost always take sunglasses when I run in the winter. In the summer I will, you know, when it's sunny out or bright, but with the winter as soon as the sun is up or even daylight is breaking, it's nice to have just to cut the glare of the snow. And then of course you want to have gloves. I usually carry the little hand warmers in my pack I haven't used them yet, but it's nice to have there just in case my hands start to get too cold and then I can warm them up and keep going. I don't have to, you know, turn back around just because my hands are going numb. So the gloves, I tend to go with a couple weights. There's my lighter ones that are just a windbreak. I usually find these are warm enough throughout the winter. I do have some that are a little bit more insulated and a warmer glove but I get too hot when I run with them. Um, usually, unless it's minus 17, minus 20, I just go with the thin glove. Even if I take the thicker one initially, if I am going out when it's that cold, I'll pack the thin one with me so I can swap it out. I don't know why, but I just hate running with hot hands. One thing that I find quite different in the winter too is I don't have access to the same trails or areas that I'm used to going. Some of them are plowed out a bit, but it's usually too icy or just too rough to try and run down, which means, you know, generally I'm running more road or more through town. One way that I've found to keep this more exciting because I can find it a bit more boring going that route is to do more speed work, um, change up the pace a bit, sprint a block, easy jog for a block, sprint a block, and keep things interesting that way. There's always different games that I find a person can play while they're out running to just keep things entertaining. Because as soon as things start to feel boring, or, you know, I don't want to keep running down this block and just to go down the next block is when I'll just start running back towards home. And I don't want to do that. I don't like cutting runs short unless it's necessary. And necessary is either I have an injury coming on and I don't want to make it worse, or I have a meeting I'm going to be late for. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do when I do go out in the winter is there's a park here that runs along this side of the highway. And they do a really beautiful job decorating with Christmas lights. So when I head out, early. It's usually still dark out when I go 
and I'll head for that park and running through those lights when it's dark out is just really beautiful and it's something I can look forward to going and doing. So that's one way just to motivate myself to go out the door is to look forward to an area of the run. And then after that, I can, you know, work in the different speeds, find some hills to run up and down, and just know that what I'm doing right now is setting myself up really well for the coming year. I do really need to adjust my expectations when I'm running in the winter and know that if I'm going out for an hour, I'm not going to be covering the same amount of distance as I would be if I go out for an hour in the summer. And I think really it's simply because running through snow, ice, cold is all just going to slow you down. I don't think it's something that you necessarily need to be concerned about. Just go at that pace and remember every time you're out there, you're doing something for you and something that's going to make you feel really good. I do know that some people add studs or spikes to the bottom of their shoes for grip. I've thought about trying this, but with the barefoot shoe, I think it would just be too much underfoot. I would feel it, and I think it would just probably drive me crazy. And I'm just better off to slow my pace down to the conditions, walk where it's really icy, and base my run off of that. There are some runners that I follow on Instagram, and they go out when it's minus 50 I haven't braved that. We haven't actually had that cold here yet. Last year we got to minus 40 and there was no way I was running in that. I would like to think I'm tough enough to do that, but I couldn't quite figure out how I could do that safely, especially with the inability to really protect my feet when I was running in Vibram. I think this year I might try and do a colder run and just make sure that I can keep my feet warm. But it would be kind of fun to be out there when it is that cold and just see how it feels. I think I would start, you know, maybe a little bit warmer if it gets to minus 30 or something this year. Maybe I'll try and go out. I think the coldest that I went out last year was maybe around minus 20, minus 22. And you do warm up. Um, I've gone out hiking in minus 30, or I guess more snowshoeing in minus 30, but it's all about the proper gear and being prepared for it. One challenge I had last year was I did really like carrying my vest and having my water the same as I did when I ran in the summer. And it's nice to have just that extra area if I need to lose a layer, I stuff it in the vest but the water would freeze in the hose after about minus seven. So I'd get maybe two sips and then I didn't have access to my water anymore. I've tried to, you know, wrap the hose and a few other things, but I just haven't found that it really worked past minus seven, minus eight. And that's really where I, I need something different. I've also thought about having the vest, you know, underneath a layer, I think, that would help, but the gear that I have isn't fit properly to be over top. It's, I bought it for, you know, running in the summer when I wanted to have my vest, you know, accessible and 
on top of my jacket. So I would have to probably look at getting something different for running with my vest underneath where it might stay warm enough that the hose wouldn't freeze up on me. Alternatively, I think I might have to go back to just the handheld where you don't have as much exposed and it's just usually the bite valve that would freeze up and that when it freezes, you can just kind of chew it free and still get water and the bottle itself stays a bit warmer when it's in your hand. I also find that I don't drink nearly the same amount of water when I'm out in the winter as I am in the summer. So I think having just that one small bottle in my hand would be better and I could probably just continue to wear the vest for throwing layers into or, you know, carrying my phone, whatever I needed. Once it got cold enough, though, I could probably just leave the vest and not want to actually lose a layer because it would be cold enough. And, you know, as soon as you start to lose layers, if you have been sweating, again, you just chill pretty quickly. I have always been really a winter person though. I always find it so peaceful and soothing. As soon as the temperature starts to shift, there's just a whole new feeling that comes over me. So being able to get out there and really enjoy the cold and continue to run through it is really important to me. I want to be able to be out there, be in the snow, feel that cold air and just take in the beauty, take in the peacefulness that is surrounding us because it's usually so quiet. There's not a lot of people that are out and everything just seems to be a little bit quieter when there's snow on the ground. That all said, I, you know, I am always pretty happy when things start to warm up after a long winter and I can start to shed layers and, you know, run in the skirt and a t-shirt again. It feels like you've probably lost about 20 pounds when you can just go out in that. But I guess that's why I live where I do is there's something really beautiful in each season and remembering that keeps things interesting and it keeps me motivated to go out. I scroll back through like my Instagram feed and I see the seasons changing. I see my run through the summer, usually down the same trails, down the same streets, and I can see what it looks like as spring hits, as winter hits, you know, when fall comes around. And each season does really have its own unique challenge, but also its own beauty. And remembering that challenge that comes with it. You know, it's something that I think we need to look at and really embrace. I've been seeing a lot on various Facebook running groups about people having moved to a new area and starting to look at winter running. Someone had actually asked a few days ago what people do in the off season to keep their fitness up. And it hadn't actually occurred to me to not run through the winter. I think just because of where I am, winter is a long season. Uh, we're starting to get pretty cold temperatures now. We've had a skiff of snow. I don't think anything's really going to stick for a while, but we can see the snow coming down the mountains right now. 
I would say, you know, in a month or so, it'll probably be here. But as of right now, when I go out in the morning, it's minus one, minus two. And it can just feel the change of the season really coming. And the thought of, you know, taking that off because we probably have snow on the ground until at least March. That's a long stretch to go without running. And I feel like if I only ran, you know, spring, summer, fall, I don't think I'd stick with it nearly as well. For me, I really need to build up that routine and get into the rhythm of going. And if I'm down for too long, it takes me a bit to build back into it. So it's important for me to try and keep consistent throughout the year. Usually in the winter, things get scaled back. You know, I'm not running as far necessarily, maybe not as long, but I'm still going consistently, still picking those days and making sure that I'm getting out as often as I can, as often as works for me. I think three days a week is, you know, kind of my sweet spot right now. And that's what I'm getting back into a routine of doing. And that's something that I'll carry through the winter, hopefully. Like I said, I haven't run in super cold though. So if we get, you know, a long stretch of minus 40, like we did last year, I might bring that inside and just hop on the bike instead of running, but I'd like to try it at least once. I know it's possible and it's just a matter of the right gear. As we like to say up here, it's, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. So you just have to be prepared for it. And I would just need to source out, you know, a warmer pant, something that'll maybe break the air, not just on, you know, the front of my legs. And really, I'd have to figure out something better to do with my feet. Taping is, you know, one of the big tips that I have seen. But I think there might be a few other things. Hopefully, I can track down... Um, the Zero Mesa Trail, as I think that would be a great option and just grippier in the snow too. But it's really finding what works. And I could say for me, in the big picture of running, running through the winter is really important. It is a season I actually really look forward to. And when I like running in, I'm sure a few people who drive by might think I'm nuts to be out there in you know, some of the weather conditions that I am. But you can't just wait for perfect weather to be out there. If you want to achieve some of these goals that I've set, then you just have to go out. You have to dress for the weather and go. One thing that I tried doing last year, just to you know, motivate myself to go, to keep things a bit more entertaining, was participated in a winter scavenger hunt. So each run was a different task. So maybe it was an actual scavenger hunt where you needed to find a list of things like a Santa Claus or a deer. Um, I can't remember what they all were, but there was, you know, a fast 5k or a run streak, um, just different things to do throughout the winter to keep you motivated to go. Actually, I found that to be a bit counterproductive. I tried doing these 
a couple of times. There was a summer one as well. And it, yeah, it didn't really work the way I had hoped it would. I think a lot of people found it really beneficial to go that route. So that might be an option if you're looking for something to motivate you to get out during the winter. For me, though, it kind of put me back into that place where I couldn't just go out and go for a run and do what felt good. I felt like I had to be picking one of these things off the list and, you know, shoehorn myself into that. As soon as I do that to myself, it just tends to backfire. I'm not sure what exactly that might say about me, but it's something that just is right now and something that I have to remember as I sign up for these. A bit off topic, I also, in that same notion, had signed up for the great virtual race across Tennessee. And I think that was part of the reason that I struggled so hard this last year in training because I could see I was getting behind and I was trying to always catch up. And I just kept feeling like, okay, if I don't run this day, that's another five miles I'm behind. And then if I run, well, I haven't even made up for that day that I missed yet. So it was a constant feeling of falling behind. So bear in mind when you see these scavenger hunts or these challenges, ask yourself, is this going to work for you? Is this the best way to motivate yourself to go? Because when I signed up for the scavenger hunt for the winter one, I knew the summer one hadn't worked that well. I don't know why I figured the winter one might be better. And then when I signed up for the great virtual race across Tennessee, my gut told me not to. I knew that I was probably shooting myself in the foot doing it, but I thought, hey, let's just do it anyway, apparently. So if you're wanting to continue running to not have an off-season once the temperatures start to really drop, look for ways to change your runs up. If you can't get on the trails that you want to and you find the streets a bit boring, there's options. You can introduce different speed work. You can look for one of these scavenger hunt type runs or challenges. You can set yourself different goals. But as you're going through the options, just remember your training. Remember what has worked for you so far and don't shoot yourself in the foot. Just because something like this hasn't worked for you before isn't necessarily meaning it's not going to work for you now, but listen to your gut because it is probably telling you what you need to hear and what will actually work for you. Biggest thing for getting out in the winter, though, is having the proper gear. Having the proper shoes, the proper pants that will break the wind. And even if it's not windy, when you're running, you're generating a bit of a breeze. And it's, you know, your thighs and the top of your arms that get cold first. So remember to protect those areas and invest in a little bit of gear. I have, you know, one good pair of run pants one good set for on top, and I just make sure it runs through the wash when it needs to. And maybe this year I'll invest in a second pair, but all you really need is one. You don't have to have a closet full of winter running gear. You just need one good set and to make sure it is dry and ready to go 
when you want to go running. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Chasing Barefoot Ultra.